It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. On this edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, week one of the regular season is finally here. We have in-depth breakdowns from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys, Washington football team and the Los Angeles Chargers, Kansas City versus Cleveland, and Baltimore versus Las Vegas, plus rapid fire and what to look out for in week two. All coming your way next. You're listening to the Kirby on Sports Podcast. connected this is dave johnson voice of the washington wizards you have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man josh kirby on sports podcast ladies and gentlemen the wait is finally over regular season football in the nfl is back and we are glad you have tuned in to the kirby on sports podcast to get three analysis three people's analysis on the past week's games. We're looking forward to it. Before we move any further, though, we would like to thank our sponsors, Regroup Building Services, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, and our brand new sponsor, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. Without our sponsors, the Kirby on Sports podcast would not be where it is today. Big thanks to Productions by Quet and Dave Johnson as well. I am joined in the three-man booth by Dan Dembski. Find him on Twitter at Dan underscore Dembski 97. And Carlos Martinez, the three-man booth is back for another season of NFL football. Gentlemen, we finally made it. So I'm Something's not missing with that anymore? intro a little bit. What the hell? <laughs> okay. I worked hard I'm for sorry. that nickname. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. The, I forgot to mention, Carlos is the Swiss Army Knife. God, no respect around here, man. I can no that, that was a mistake. I no respect on his name. Anyways, glad to be here. Ready to talk about week one. <laughs> Same. Likewise. Oh, yeah. I, I'm ready for week one and hey, all boys. the way down. Boys. We're all losers here. None of our teams won. It was a rough. It was a rough weekend. <laughs> Boy, we all took us. hard L's. Uh, la- yes. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen, for thirty-one teams, their fight to go to super the Super Bowl is underway, and it, it's going to be a very exciting regular season for sure. Wait, thirty-one? Yeah. Don't you mean thirty-two? No, the Washington football team's already eliminated. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's fair. Yep. Fair, fair enough. When he when he said that, I had a feeling he was going to roast Washington. That was a great setup, Kirby. Yeah. I'll give you that, 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 was, that, that, was, good. that was good. That was beautiful. Uh, this is why yeah. you're the host. This is why you're the host. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
So without further ado, I, I, I think the pleasantries are done, fellas. I think it's time we hit down to the road and start talking some football. And first and foremost, let's talk about the first game that was to open up week one. The Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, raising their Super Bowl, whatever you call it, wasn't a banner or whatever. But it was a sign. It, it, was, it was a, a sign. sign. The Super Bowl sign. Uh, um, I mean, the banners are a lot better in my opinion, but what do I know? Washington hasn't won one in my lifetime. So a- a- anyways, Tampa Bay 31, Dallas 29. Um, I will start before I let you all go by saying – but first and foremost, he's going to take like all my talking points, but you know, it's fine. First and foremost, Dallas looks absolutely scary. Their defense has improved from what I've seen. Dak Prescott, there were concerns on if he's going to be a hundred percent. I think those concerns are going out the window because you've seen what Dak Prescott can do. He threw just over 400 yards in that game with three touchdown passes. I mean, it, it was a great game all around. There were some, you, you know, it, it's time to stop doubting Tom Brady. If he comes back for another season, just know he's going to perform like he's still in his prime. Hold on. Who's doubting Tom Brady? That's what I'm saying. Point? Where the hell did you get that talking point? Uh, we just can't bet against Tom Brady anymore. Did any of us here bet against Tom? Because I remember distinctly putting in our group message, shit, we left too much time for Tom Brady. No, yep. I, I'm just saying in general, you can't doubt Tom Brady anymore. because I don't think anybody's doubting him anymore. So yeah, I don't think let's, so. Let's move off of that uh, talking point. Okay, but anyways, Tom Brady's back. Just shy of 400 yards in this game. He did throw two early interceptions that that helped Dallas. But, you know, that that game, it was down to the wire. But I'm going to say this. If your field goal kicker, if Dallas's field goal kicker makes all their field goals, they win that game. I'm going to go out and say they would have won if he made all his field goals. And I was sort of surprised at a 60-yard field goal attempt. But, I mean, other than that, great that game to start the NFL that, season. That 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 60-yard field goal attempt was moronic. I don't understand why we did that. I, I don't know why either. It that made absolutely I don't think, no sense uh, to me. I don't think Tampa ended up scoring on the, after that. Hmm. So, ultimately, it didn't cost us anything. But great game to start the NFL season for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Carlos. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was a good game. It was, I definitely left more compared to like last season or like past Cowboys losses. You leave a little more optimistic as a Cowboys fan because of how well the team performed against the champs. But at the same time, you're a little disappointed because you're like, we had that game won. Like, all we had to do was, a like, like I said, like because we have that we have our group message, and when we were, we were all watching the game at the same, well, Kirby I think fell asleep <laughs> at the end, uh, but like I got I, I got to train myself to stay up for these late games. I mean, he's yeah. he's a lightweight when it comes to that. I think. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. The man's I mean, not a, a night owl. I definitely am. I'm not sure about you, Carlos. I mean, I'm able to stay up. I, I mean. 
I only need like four hours of sleep and I'm good. But um, so that's why I was able to stay up for that game. Uh, although for the Ravens game, I won't lie. I fell asleep at, like after like in the middle of the third quarter, but we'll get to that. Um, but when it came down to like, we should have won that game. Like we had, you know, we had the missed field goal, the missed uh, PAT extra point or whatever, you know, our, like we just left too much time on the clock. Like we scored that last touchdown and then they pull over, they pan to the shot of Brady and he's just got this, like that look. And when I saw that, that's when I sent the message to you guys, like shit, we left too much time for Brady. And then I think Dan, you were trying to be optimistic and I'm pretty sure you try to be like, no, nah, they just got to make a stop. I was like, it's over. It's over. Like, we're not going to win this game. A minute 24 that's that's per, that, that's Brady's bread and butter right there. Yep. Um ultimately the weakness for this Dallas team is still its defense. I don't think I think our defense played good, not great. I think our issues are primarily in the secondary because Brady lit it up. I mean, damn, almost 400 yards passing, well 379 yards passing, four touchdowns. Those two interceptions were kind of I don't really think they should count against Brady, to be honest, because one was a tip pass. And then one was like a Hail Mary at the end of the half yep. that, you know, any that was anybody's ball. Um, and then, you know, so like Brady lit it up. We are my, Micah Parsons is one guy I want to highlight. Like he he played decent. He was a little lost out there at times. Um, and then. I th- but like I said, I think our issues are primarily in the secondary. I don't think Trayvon Diggs is a number one cornerback. I think he's a number two. I think Dallas messed up by not trying to get, like, well, obviously we know he's got his issues now, but like a Richard Sherman or trading for uh, Gilmore from New England. Um, I think we definitely should have pulled the trigger on that because, again, it, that's been the issue with Dallas for the past few years. Our secondary has been, you know, very weak. And like when we had, I mean, but when you think about who we used to have, we had Byron Jones at one point and then we lost him two seasons ago last season or this past off season, we lost a uh, Wouzier. Um, and then, so you move Diggs to the number one, but then like, there's not really great depth behind him. I mean, I, I forget which, which one of our cornerbacks it was that was defending Antonio Brown on that long touchdown, but he got completely smoked the whole game. Antonio, Antonio Brown was lighting him up. Um, so, yeah, so, like, our defense is still our weak point, but Dan Quinn definitely has this defense more organized and, like, situated to succeed compared to what we had last season, where after game one, I was like, this defense isn't going to do anything. At least this defensive scheme and this group of players looks like they're going to actually put up a fight, but they're not going to be the reason why we win games. The reason why we're going to win games is because of our offense, and that's where we get to this. Now, Dak Prescott. Coming into the game, a lot of questions were, co- were, were coming about him with mm-hmm. obviously coming off the injury. He didn't, he didn't play all preseason, so we never got to really see how he looked like. Obviously, he had the uh, shoulder injury coming in or during camp, so that's what really put him out. He was on a pitch count for a little bit. Um, but, man, did he look good. <laughs> that boy balled out on uh, Thursday, and – I mean, I was so impressed. I mean, we saw it last season 
when Dak is playing, the Cowboys offense just looks so much better and like just well organized and it just flows better when Dak is in compared to when say Andy Dalton was in or uh, Ben DiNucci was in. Um, yeah. I mean, he's on the practice squad. Still, hey, Ben so. DiNucci, man, JMU. Oh, well, yeah. There's a he was thrown into a play. really shitty situation last year, though. So, yeah. But I mean, really blame him. Um, obviously, I mean, people were kind of railing against uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. But let's be honest that the game plan was not to run because that, that defensive front for Tampa Bay is, was damn near unstoppable. And our line held up pretty well. But, I mean, when it came to the running game, Z couldn't get anything going. But Z contributed in other ways. The way he blocked for the passing game was where he really, really, like, contributed to the team because he was, save, like, giving Dak Prescott more time to throw. And people got to understand, like, it's not all about the rushing yards and stuff like that. It's about the dirty work, too, which is blocking and all that. Like, Zeke did a pretty good job. Obviously, our offensive weapons are off the charts. I still think we need to find a better answer at tight end. I still wish Dallas would trade for Zach Ertz from Phil, from Philly because well, I mean, be, they're not really be, using him. That'd be filthy. Yeah, yeah. that that add, actually add, add him to that offense, man. That would be mm, man. Yeah, Zach would, Ertz on Dallas. Yeah, another uh, another big target for because I mean they're using Dallas Goddard over there. They're not even using Zach Ertz anymore. I mean, I think Zach Ertz is a free agent this year, if I remember correctly, after this season. So, uh, so maybe yeah. maybe Dallas will be able to sign him. I don't know. Um, but I wish Dallas would get him because I don't feel like our tight ends are necessarily the best that we have right now. But in terms of wide receiver, I mean, we lost Michael. Was it Michael Gallup that we lost? Yeah, we lost Michael Gallup. Um, he'll be out for a few weeks. Um, but C.D. Lamb, I mean, he had a couple drops, but in the biggest moments, he he definitely rose like to the occasion and actually caught the ball. Um, and obviously, Amari Cooper is so underappreciated. I mean, nobody really talks about him, and that's because he's been hurt a lot. But like when he's healthy and he's playing, he's the best route runner in the league, in my opinion. And he's such a reliable wide receiver. And then you know, so given all that you do leave with more optimism. Now we have a tough game, obviously coming up with the chargers, but I feel like the Cowboys definitely uh, played well. We should have won, but ultimately Tampa Bay, well, Tom Brady did Tom Brady shit. And um, yeah, I mean, I, there's not much else to say. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas came out, I think, came out with a moral victory, but we don't want to hold on to that. We still got to win games and we got to win this division. I think we're the most dangerous team. Yeah. As, as a Cowboys fan, Carlos, were you upset about the loss or did you come away feeling optimistic that there would be better things to come? I mean, I just said it, you leave, leave you leave feeling more optimistic yeah. than down. It, it seems to be the consensus in the fan base. Everybody seems to be very high off of, you know, it was a loss. Like it still counts as a loss. And, but like one week you do, we were probably going to lose, but I didn't think it was, I thought we were going to lose by two touchdowns, to be honest. I thought it was going to be something like a 35 to like 21 game or something like that. I didn't think it was going to be a 31 29 where Dallas was leading with a minute 24 left. 
Dan, yeah. we were watching that game together. I mm-hmm. I, I want to get your thoughts. Um, what do you see that was different for me? Because I know we were in the same room sort of conversing back and forth about it. Well, um, I mean, Carlos touched on pretty much everything. I, I think that, uh, you know, to see C.D. Lamb and Amari Cooper this year in this offense is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, those two guys, I mean, they they dominated this game, even though – you know, they, they went up against a, an offense that played barely better than they did. Um, those two guys alone were just fantastic. Um, you know, Amari Cooper had 13 catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns. That's just incredible. Insane numbers. Um, also, you know, it's just great to see Dak not only back, but to perform at this level, um, kind of like he did, you know, three or four years ago or maybe even further back now, maybe Carlos could correct me on that. I mean, last um, year he was on a historic, you know, season. True. Like statistically, he was playing pretty well until he got hurt. Yeah, you know? yeah, good point. That um, could happen again this year. God forbid he stays healthy. I mean, you know, I mean, well, we injuries... got some, we, we, we got some injuries that happened over the past few days. So oh, yeah. also, um, who is it? Looney? Was it Looney who suspended because he took a, he, failed the test uh-huh yeah, yeah i heard so about we're that. missing our right tackle again so we'll see how that goes yeah i because you know it's back though that now that that's that's a big addition back zach martin's zach zach martin's key um not you know they the, the, the offense was just dominant and played against a tampa bay defense who the last year was was one of the tops in the league so I, I think that's also what I take away from this too is just how well Dallas's offense played against that defense. It's not like they were going out there and playing the Giants or something. No but, offense. To but but Giants one thing fans, we but. do have to. Uh, they did have a couple. Is there was injuries to that? They did have a couple injuries during the game the and then before yeah. the game. What was it, yeah. their starting safety didn't uh, mm-hmm. was not activated or something like that. Still. So. I mean, still your quarterback throws for four hundred yards. That's 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 hard to find. Uh, um, I find it very impressive that in this first game, both teams had under 70 yards rushing. That's how confident these two teams were in the throwing abilities of their quarterback, even Dak Prescott, with the questions concerning his injury and if he's 100%, which he's proven that he's 100% ready to perform and possibly on a uh, career season this year. Well, that might have been a, the point for the Cowboys, too, is to have him throw it 45, 50 times just to show that, you know, he can do it. It's probably probably wasn't in the game plan. But when you see a shootout like this game was, mm-hmm. you, you're going to see you're just going to see naturally more passes thrown. So that's kind of what I gather from that. Um, and like, you know, like Josh mentioned, I mean, if, if you had another kicker than Zerline, you know, you, you, you all win this game. I mean, you know. I mean, to miss a 31 yarder and an extra point, you know, is was just was just killer. Yeah. You no, know, that's that's four points off the board right there. So but that's four points that would have won the game. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. One thing, one thing Dallas has to improve on. You you can't expect to win every football game with Ezekiel Elliott only rushing for 33. We yards. just talked about that, Kirby. Like, yeah, don't, I know. I've already told you it's more than just the rushing thing. We were passing all over that team. So we, we, we could, we almost won the I game stop by just passing. Yeah. So don't try to bring up that point of you can't win. Like, yeah, obviously you can't, but like sometimes that's not what we need from Zeke. Sometimes yeah, what we absolutely. need from Zeke is to make the blocks yeah. and that, and gives 
Dak some more time to be able to make the correct pass. That's that's all we needed from him that for this game. We didn't need him to be a hundred plus yard rush. Now it would have helped if he right. could have, you know, done it, but that's not what we needed. I I understand completely. Yeah, he made the blocks, like you said, but I mean, I, I still think in some games you're gonna have to rush for more than 33 yards, which wasn't needed, but that's just that was just one of my things. That's all. But yeah, so I, I think that's all I have to say for Dallas. I mean, and like Carlos kind of said, I mean, Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, you know, they just, they find ways to win, man. And you just can't count them out. You give them a minute 24, you know, on the clock, it's Tom Brady. He's, he's going to beat you nine times out of 10. It's just, just how he is. It's how he's always been throughout his career. Um, and a couple of crazy stats with this game. Um, Antonio Brown, five catches, 121 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's, he was, about as good as we've seen him in a long time. Yeah, that that um, is impressive. He looked like he looked like the old Antonio. The Brown. old, yeah, yeah. Because exactly. you hear the name Antonio Brown, and it's like he's in the game for one week and then suspended by the NFL, all this right. and all that. But it seems like he's found his niche, his home in Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, and he's performing like he used to. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, before this, Bill Belichick tried to, you know, turn him around and things like that, and he couldn't couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. he, well, took he only that... lasted like a week in New England, and then all that uh, – the sexual assault allegations right. came out, and that's he was when out they, for they cut him. So the rest of that season, I yeah. believe, and then came back with Tampa Bay, which is just crazy. But a couple of crazy stats here with Brady. 49th regular season winning drive in his career. I mean, that's just – Jesus. That's insanity. No, I, um, I mean, I I expect anything from Tom Brady. And also his 100th 300-yard-plus game. Just, oh, by the way, tying Drew Brees, which all of Drew Brees' records that he set um, are going to be broken by Tom Brady. Yeah. If, if not this season, then in the next couple seasons, because Brady's not going to retire anytime soon. I think Brady's got, um, like, this season and next season left, because I think he's only going to play until he's 45. Yeah, yeah. You never know, though. <laughs> you don't know, but I mean, from the league, accounts, the league would hate be. that. Can you imagine a fifty-year-old quarterback still playing? I mean, um, if anybody could, it would be Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's really all I have to say. I mean, Tampa's defense struggled more than I thought they would, but again, it is the first game of the season, and literally the first you know NFL game, regular season game. You missed a week of preseason, so. We're go- there was rust in all of these games, and I, I think we saw it a little bit in this game. Not mm-hmm. not much on the offensive side of the ball at all. I mean, both these teams were about as good as you could ask. So that's really all I have. Um, this was just a really, really fun game, a great game to kick off the season. Um, you know, a lot of people were picking the Cowboys to get blown out. I, I didn't really think that was going to happen. I thought it was going to be closer than I, that. I thought we were going to lose by at least two touchdowns. Yeah, and it, w- it was just a really, really fun game. And, d- yeah, Dallas is going to be tough this year, man. Um, you know, if they can again, health is a thing that they, uh, the Dallas especially knows better than any any team, because you know they went through such a hard time last year with so many injuries. Yeah, and if they can stay healthy, the, man. Yeah, and obviously we just got the news on that Demarcus Lawrence is out for indefinitely because yeah. he just broke his foot. So right, you're right. Like if the Dallas can find a way to stay healthy and keep these guys from getting suspended, i.e., our right tackle, um, <laughs> you know, we'll be fine. But another another thing that I want to say is, you know. We had we won the turnover margin in this game by three. I think it was you know four 
four turn two fumbles for Dallas, putting the two interceptions, and then the one interception for Tampa Bay. Normally, you win like ninety two percent of those games. Right. You only lose like you know you only have about an eight percent chance of winning a game if you have a turnover margin of three. So the fact that Tampa Bay still won the game. And also the fact that Dallas, despite all those turnovers, didn't get a single sack on Tom Brady. I was going to say that. That kind of worries me. That that kind of worries me that, yeah, we can get three, we can get four turnovers, but we can't reach, we can't reach um, Tom Brady. We can't reach the quarterback. And then we still lose that. That's a little concerning to me. But ultimately, like I said, you still leave more optimistic out of that game that this team is going to at least be able to keep up in a shootout. And hopefully the defense can get at least the stop to help you win the game. Right. And especially when you're playing Tampa Bay, which is the best of the best in the NFC. I mean, that I think that tells a lot more about where the Cowboys are right now. Um, As far as, you know, there was a lot of expectations coming into this game, like you mentioned, Carlos, not only about Dak, but I think just the team in general and how would they rebound from a pretty tough season last year. Um, and I, I, I think their offense was just, I mean, they were extremely impressive. Um, and honestly, the defense didn't play too bad. If, I mean, when you, if you think about just this game in general, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just tough when, when you have that last second drive, you have to stop Brady on because it's just, it's just the statistics are against you, man. And, and, and the football gods as well. I mean, it's Tom Brady. So that's yeah. that's that's really it. I mean, <laughs> one last thing. One last thing before we move on. Uh, did we all think that that was a push off on that last like big catch on Ooh, that drive? Man. That that was tough. I looked and I saw and I thought it was a push off. I thought it was a push off too, but I, I don't saw think it, some extension. I didn't but... think I didn't think it was egregious enough to call it in that situation. Yeah, it yeah, was. I agree with that. It, it was slight to me, but yeah, I, I don't think it was, you know, it wasn't an obvious penalty. I don't think either. It, it's, it's one of those, it, it was really a 50, 50 type of situation there. And, yeah. you know, nine times out of 10, the refs aren't going to call that in that situation mm-hmm. when, you know, you're coming down to a, um, a, a huge play like that at the end of the game. Yep. So that they're going to go with their gut in that situation and they're, they're not going to throw the flag. So. What a fun game, man! <laughs> it's just I mean, it, it feels like that game. That game really set the tone because then we we had, I mean, for every single because Thursday obviously that's the only game it was a great game. Obviously, the Sunday game was probably the Chiefs and the Browns game. That yeah. was a great game, and then Monday night was <laughs> wild. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, but it was no, it wild. was it was. It was uh, but I mean, it, it was still a great game to watch. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it feels like it. I, I hope that has like really set the tone for this season, and also just having fans back is, has really Huge. added to the experience. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Seeing SoFi open back up, Michael and Bruce Buffer. I mean, n- nothing's better than that. I mean, nothing. I mean, Michael and Bruce Buffer I can name a few doing things a, that are better than that. I mean, <laughs> y- yeah, but still, in that current moment, you know. But let's move on. We'll have our co-host and lead contributor, Dan Dembski, set the scene for our next game, the Chargers versus the Washington football team. Oh, why Why can't you do it yourself? No, I, well, you, we'll get to me. I'm just taking turns here. Okay. Well, this, 
this 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 was a pretty fun game too to be honest uh, it was washington i think my expectation for them in this game was it was not going to go well um especially i thought their offense would struggle which actually both offenses kind of struggled a little bit uh, at least to find the end zone the chargers um justin herbert threw for 337 yards against this defense which is just mind-boggling um but only found the end zone one time i i think the chargers the the you know, you, this really goes both ways, but I think for the Chargers, what their problem was in this game is they just couldn't close out and finish on the, these important drives. And you got to credit Washington's defense for doing a good job of, of um, you know, of, of taking care of things in that respect. Um, obviously, 20 to 16 win for the Chargers. It, w- it wasn't perfect. Um, but, you know, this, this was a tough game for Washington. And I think, again, it showed, you know, just how good this Washington team could be on defense when it comes to, you know, well, maybe not in the secondary, giving up passing yards, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, that defense was looking a little rough. Well, you know what? You know Were what? Were we watching the same game? Because that secondary got torn to shreds by Justin Herbert. I they agree. gave up torn two to touchdowns the entire shred. game against it, that, that, but, that. That's my point. I mean, yes, I understand. Uh-huh. He shredded them through the air. Are yes, you just I trying to butter me up, Dan? Make me feel better about myself? Is that it? No. Oh, okay. Good. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm definitely not trying to butter you up. Trust me. There's been many times where I've crapped on your team, uh, especially in our group chat. Oh, so that, that's trust me. That's not an issue at all. <laughs> if I if I wanted to crap on your team, I could do it. Uh, and you and you can crap on my team because they weren't they weren't very good either. But uh, um, we'll get to them soon enough. It was also, you know, the, the Chargers turned it over twice as well. And so that was, I think that was, that was key to keeping this game close as well. Um, honestly, Washington's offense, I mean, <sighs> oh my God, they oh. just, they just couldn't, they couldn't really do anything to be honest. I mean, Heineke had some nice plays. He had, he had a touchdown pass. They only scored one touchdown on offense and, um, that's really the story for their offense. I mean, they, they just kind of were extremely rusty. Um, and this, this was a game too, where both teams kind of started slow in the first half. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, the, the halftime was like, thank God. Cause it was kind of brutal to a certain extent. If yeah. you're, if you're, especially if you're a fan of points. So, um, you know, I, I think that's how I'd set the scene. I, I think it was, uh, I think it was more of a defensive battle, even though Washington's defense on paper really did get shredded badly when you give up 337 passing yards. But they they kept them out of the end zone pretty well. Um, and uh, Washington's offense, I think, I think there's a lot of concern there, to be honest, uh, going going forward. Um, yeah, especially after losing Fitzpatrick to that hip injury. Dislocated <laughs> hip is basically what it is. Yeah. I think – I think Heineke's a better a better option at this point. He looks I really sharper for I sure. I really do. Yeah, he gives but them Heineke more. Heineke has and his injury problems too. Yeah, and you know, and he's mobile. Like Fitzpatrick is not a guy who's gonna be able to get out of side of the pocket and run the ball. Mm-hmm. And this offensive line was, I mean, not great. Let's be honest; they weren't great in this game. And you know, constantly the Chargers were getting pressure, play after play after play. I don't know how many hurries um they had but it was it was a decent amount so um it this was a game where i'd say the rust was on display for for both teams um justin herbert i mean you know 
337 yards. The Chargers should have won this game by two or three scores at least. Um, again, it's just just a matter of sometimes, you know, the rust shows, and I think this game was an example of that on both sides of the ball. Yeah. All right. So my thoughts on this, I was just taking time to gather exactly how I was it going to go through this game. So, uh, I mean, is there is there any other way to describe – I mean, I don't think what has happened to the Washington football team will ever happen to another organization, like the amount of – terrible luck we have with quarterbacks Heineke's coming out no. on Thursday night I don't know about and, that. He, and he's going to be the 32nd starting quarterback uh Cleveland? since 92 Cleveland how many starting quarterbacks did they get to before they got to Baker Mayfield I no, I'm and since just, 99 they've had they've had at least 30 if not more starting quarterbacks yeah, so don't be like the quarterback thing well listen I mean what if fans were like, oh, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic is going to be there, going to light it up, and he just goes out years with years old. Yeah, I know. And he goes out you with You were optimistic injury. about him, though. I, I mean, yeah, at, a, at times, but... I, I told that... you. I told you that was a mistake to trust in that guy. I told you guys to draft a quarterback. Mm. Well... And I of course, too. then you're like, no, they're not ready to develop a young quarterback. Oh yeah, he he yelled at us. Remember this? Yeah, that's we what both I'm saying. Like, like after quarterback, Come like on. well, so so so, so was a good I quarterback didn't think Patrick. Patrick was gonna start. You're I, what? Really? Yeah, I thought Kyle Allen was gonna start. No, there was no way. Kyle that's Allen even was more of a joke. Fitzpatrick. Okay. And Taylor Heineke. Uh, okay, this isn't the point here. The point is. I mean, it kind I, of is the point. But go on. The point is Ryan Fitzpatrick without went out with a hip injury mm-hmm. and hip hip hooray. Sorry. <laughs> I saw I saw a moment and I had to do it. Oh well it's time. a really dumb well time, joke. Man. Well, well oh, time. Thank you. Oh, well time. I'll drink water to that. Yeah. Okay. I tip my, I tip my cap to you, sir. I tip my cap to you. Obviously, I Sorry. hope Ryan Fitzpatrick is all right. But what Absolutely. I've what I've seen in this game, the offensive production was not well when Ryan Fitzpatrick was in the game. But when mm. Heineke came in, it seemed to pick up a little bit. But still, there was some rust. That, like you said, Dan, the O line just wasn't there. It really wasn't, and that has been a concern. I watched some of the preseason games, and I gathered Washington needs to work on their O line. And you look at the defense; they just got ripped to shreds, man. I mean, Justin Herbert. You look at him; if he keeps performing the way he does and gets better and better, he might be in the MVP conversation. And that that might be a stretch, but still, mm-hmm. I think Herbert has that capability. And I knew this wasn't going to be an easy matchup. Uh, being a fan of the Washington football team, this was not going to be an easy matchup. And looking at this um, from all angles, you're going to have to play smart physical football in order to beat this Chargers team. And this Washington football team did not. And I mean... People are already talking about Thursday's game against New York, a division rival. Is this a must win? 
and I'll get to that in a moment. But I mean, you um, guys should realistically win that game. They're the Giants are trash. They're really bad. They're really bad. Uh, okay, so I feel like Washington's defense was very overhyped because you have Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, all those names up on the line, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Landon Collins coming back healthy, like. Oh, our defense is going to rip them to shreds. We're going to win by three touchdowns. They were overhyped, and they did not live up to all that overhype. They just did not look good, period. I mean, see- l- l- let's pump the brakes a little bit. It's only week one, so let's not overreact here and say that they're overhyped. I just feel like it's week one. They're just not – maybe they're not in the same shape that they were – towards the end of last season. And also the Chargers offensive line is pretty solid. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. They've revamped that, that offensive line. And they, and they really did a fantastic job of going against, especially Chase Young. Yeah. Those guys really um, Montez sweat and uh, Montez sweat did have a sack, but really other than that, they didn't really do much. Yeah. Um, They didn't really get much pressure at all. They didn't, they didn't hurry him at all. And he had, that's why he threw for 300, you know, almost 350 yards because he had so much time to throw most of the time. And uh, you hear Ron Rivera's press conference. I caught some of it and he said they were rotating guys in and out on defense. And I mean, some people were concerned about that. I didn't really notice it, but I it's fatigue or what, or what, what was his reasoning behind that? It's probably, it was probably for that. Maybe they're just not in, they're not necessarily different packages. He said, okay, well, that's, that's normal. Yeah, I, think. I don't see why anybody would be concerned about that. I don't know. I mean, I about just, it. Well, for example, Dallas during their game, they were rotating the linebackers. It was Micah Parsons and I can't remember who else. And then it'd be Jalen Smith and um, what's his name? Uh, Van Der Esch. Yeah, but I wasn't saying that was a concern. Some people were saying that was a concern, but I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I, I think it keeps the defense sharp, but any way you look at this, the defense just did not play well. And uh, and my next point here, um, Antonio Gibson, I mean, Ooh, brutal. You, you throw a ball straight at Gibson and he didn't catch it. I mean, yeah, he had easy catches that he should have made that he did it and lost the football right after that interception. That was very costly. Mm-hmm. You keep that football. There's a chance Washington might march down and score and retake the lead. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you have Dustin Hopkins missing that 51 yard field goal. I wasn't that concerned because I, I, I wasn't super mad because he made his other shorter field goals. But still, that's three points left off the board. My next thing people are talking about, is this a must win for the Washington football team? And hear me out here, guys. This is a must win for the Washington football team because if they cannot get a number on Daniel Jones, they have lost to the Giants five straight times, Mm -hmm. four or five straight times. And they they just don't have a number on Daniel Jones yet. This is a short week, short turnaround, a Thursday night matchup against the New York Giants. And if Washington... Hold on. Does that concern you about the short turnaround? Because I know I'm hearing a lot of... Well, I mean, not from, like, the team itself, but I'm hearing, like, from, like, the fan base is that, like, they're concerned about the short turnaround. Uh, I am, too. That's why I'm saying this is a must win. It's always a concern, yeah. Because if they don't prepare well enough to go in and beat New York in their home stadium, 
Then after that, you're going straight to Buffalo, which I mean, you can't mark that down as a loss because we don't know because they didn't look too great. I mean, Josh Allen did not look that great against. Uh, I'm marking Pittsburgh. it a loss. That uh, uh, for I the have time some being. optimism, dude. Come on, dude. What are we doing? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll turn around the wash. Have a little optimism here, dude. Okay, it's I'm optimistic. It's not. It's not the end of the world. I'm optimistic. The Washington football team is going to win the Super Bowl. No, yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> See, say, let's taper down our expectations too much. If <laughs> Dallas isn't going to win the Super Bowl, then Washington certainly not going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, but listen, listen. If they don't win this game against New York. You're mm-hmm. going into Buffalo. That's not going to be an easy task. No, no, ma- no. no matter any way you look at it, then yeah. you're at the Falcons, which is probably going to be a confidence booster win. Then the Saints come to FedEx. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you have Tampa Bay coming off a of bye, Kansas City coming off a of bye in those weeks mixed in, and the Packers too. I, I mean, week one still, but still, it's going to be a rocky road if this Washington football team falls to 0-2. So that, that's my concern. I think it's a must win to boost their confidence. But still, week one, it's, gonna, it's a long season, but it, it, I think it's going to be a tough season for the Washington football team. Well, we knew we we kind of figured. I mean, we knew that the thing that was going to hold this team back was probably going to be the offense because they don't have a running game. We said it at the end of last season. The issue with Washington was they didn't have a running game. And you got to also think about – you got to put this in perspective. When it comes to the quarterback position, last season, Washington went, what, 2-8 and without Alex Smith? And Alex Smith wasn't – obviously with the busted leg and all that, great story, and a comeback player of the year. Obviously, he's retired now. He plays – or now he's, you know, working for ESPN. But I mean, you got to put that into perspective too. The quarterback situation is has been tumultuous there in Washington because obviously yep. they were banking on Dwayne Haskins, your favorite quarterback. We won't discuss. No, <laughs> still is not yeah. yet. It it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. But uh, obviously they were banking on him to be the guy. He ended up not being the guy. He ended up being immature, not ready for that type of position. Again, we we've discussed that at length. Obviously, Kyle Allen was there with, was in Carolina with um, Riverboat Ron, Ron, Rivera. Ron Rivera. God, his name just like completely slipped my mind for some reason. I was like, what the hell is his name? <laughs> um, <laughs> with Ron Rivera. So he had some comfort with him, but I don't think he's good and he's good enough to be the starter. And obviously, Taylor Heineke had the great game against Tampa Bay. He comes in into this game. He looked sharp coming out, and the offense did pick up. But then in the fourth quarter, they just completely like died. You know, I don't know what, what yeah. defensively they were doing on, you know, I was about to call him San Diego on L.A., um, but, you know, they they stuffed him out. And then, obviously, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick breaks his hip, or no, he didn't break his hip, he dislocated his hip. And, like, and, and again, I'll reiterate the point. You guys should have drafted a quarterback. There was This was a rich quarterback draft class in this draft, this past draft. And in the second, like obviously in the second round, I told you, you guys should have drafted Kyle Trask because I feel like he would have been a perfect option for this. And the fact that Washington banked on a quarterback who's been a journeyman and, yeah, and like didn't necessarily, 
you know, again, I, like I said, Washington's not going to get a, you know, a Peyton Manning type free agent. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to do that. Oh, they tried. The way, they they did try to get Peyton Manning, but they it, did it try. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I've, I've why would you want to go before, there? The stadium sucks. Do you think Washington could ever land a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady if they had if they had two no. or three decent players on offense? Yes. No. Yes. I, yes. Think about it. Was Tampa Bay really a top notch destination before Brady got there? No. Nobody was clamoring to go play for Tampa. Everybody went to Tampa because Tom went there. And Tom went there because I really don't know why Tom went there. I think it's just because it was Florida. <laughs> yeah, they had several pieces, and then of course, yeah, but they he, had pieces ready for him, to, you know, to go at wide receiver that he wouldn't have it was, had. In. And it was perfect Gronk, the timing with Gronk too mm-hmm. to come out so of retirement. So basically, if Tampa Washington would have these pieces, like certain pieces, now Terry McLaurin is he's going to be a good wide receiver. The guy's you know, a stud. He's, he's going to be a good wide receiver. Uh, Logan Thomas didn't necessarily have the best game, but He's still a, a solid tight good. end. Mm-hmm. Well, um, another point I forgot to mention: it, Terry went without a target for the first half. So, like, really? Again, that's on your quarterback. They also no, didn't. They also didn't really. Th- they didn't throw it a whole lot in general in this game. Logan Thomas didn't get a target till like the start of the second quarter. Or st- well, I when did so. when did Fitzpatrick get hurt? Second quarter. I, I believe so. I mean, he threw so, it six total was it time. after halftime. I think it was after halftime. Might have been. I don't I, know. I honestly can't remember. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, the wide receivers weren't target. I mean. But, again, that's also because Fitzpatrick wasn't given enough time to mm-hmm. throw it. I mean, the dude was under. Exactly. I mean, that I mean, Fitzpatrick's could be not mobile. Right too, but still, I was, I was surprised he didn't start throwing to Terry just to start off the game and just keep firing at Terry Logan, Thomas, Diamond. Well, maybe Brown. they were trying to get the running game going. I don't know. I mean, let's like, I, like we've said at the end of the season last year, after Washington was knocked out of the playoffs, I remember we specifically had this conversation. Washington needs to figure out their running game because their running game was not enough. And if they would have had a running game, they would have won a lot more last year, and they might have beaten the Buccaneers because they had the Buccaneers in a in a close game. We've seen what this Washington team can be, you know. We see we see the potential. I think that's why maybe a lot of these Washington fans are disappointed at the performance because we've seen how dominant this defense can be. Now, albeit they were dominant against some teams that you know weren't necessarily weren't the best great. down the stretch, but I mean they were still. I mean they still pushed Tampa Bay to you know the limit. It's it's the running game. It's the quarterback. May they need to make some uh you know they need to fix some things on the offensive line. But I mean, the defense I think is where people need to kind of pump the brakes a little bit and let the season progress to see if they live up to the hype or not. I think that's true in general with with all these teams. Is like like we talked a little bit about the Bills. I know we're gonna probably we're gonna mention them later, but like. Pump the brakes a little it's bit. Like the season, one. the season's not over. Like, yes, they were rusty. Yes, they didn't look great. Same thing with Washington. Same thing with a lot of teams. But look, Dallas lost. Washington lost. The Eagles won, which was a little <laughs> surprising. Uh, the, the Giants aren't going to be any competition. See North lost. Yeah, you know, the Giants aren't going to be any competition. So that division's pretty much wide open, just like it was last season. So, I mean, pump the brakes a little bit on the, you know, the Washington's not going to, 
I, I, I don't know what you think the record's going to be now, but I mean, depends I, on I if they lose. I could be overreacting. I could be overreacting. You're definitely overreacting. But mm-hmm. still, definitely overreacting. I mean, following this team from the DMV, I feel like that if they don't win on Thursday, they're just digging themselves a deeper hole and they might not be able to get out of it. Okay, but they'll only be one game behind everybody else, and they still have to play the rest of the NFC East. I mean, let's pump the brakes again. Yes, I mean, chances are they're probably going to lose to Kansas City. They're probably going to lose to Tampa Bay. That so Okay, that's two more losses. That's four losses so far in the season. You still got two games against the Eagles. You got two games against the Cowboys, which, I, of course, I'm thinking you're not going to win. Yeah, but, no, we're definitely not going to win against well, who that. Knows? <laughs> I mean, we, we thought that last year, and then obviously right. Dak gets hurt. You know, right. and then obviously, and then you, Alex Smith has the game of his life on the first game, which was what Thanksgiving was that the Thanksgiving game last yes. year? Yes. yes, so you know, like again, pump the brakes, like we still got 16 more games to go, it's not over, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, amen to that. All right, we'll take a quick break, much more to come here on the week one. Podcast, the Kirby on Sports Podcast. We'll catch you right on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you about Regroup Building Services. If you're looking to get your home remodeled, any part of your home, bathroom, kitchen, want to get a deck built, anything like that, Regroup Building Services can just about do everything. And take it from me because they came in and they remodeled my family's kitchen. And they do a great job. So if you're looking for any sort of home remodeling needs, uh, deck work done, anything of that nature, reach out to my guy, Sean Hibbard, over at Regroup Building Services today. You can check them out on their website, www.regroupbuildingservices.com, where they do the honeydews that your honey don't. Make sure you tell them Josh sent you. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. All right. Welcome back. Week one here on the Kirby on Sports podcast. Let's talk about the next game, a very exciting matchup, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, The Chiefs won this game 33-29, to and boy, I'll tell you, the Browns, for the most part of this game, looked pretty impressive. And I, I, I mean, I was very surprised. I thought Odell Beckham was going to play, but I guess his injury as Carlos is getting the Chiefs. Here it comes. But Odell Beckham. And I mean, the even... home of the Chiefs. Okay. I just woke up my dog, Chief. Sorry. So, anyways, I mean, the Browns, the way they played, even though the Chiefs came back, which, 
was very impressive, but I was not surprised being Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. But this Browns team, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they run it deep. Yeah, this Th- was, That's how good they look. We had them as a Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, this yeah. is this is pretty much an AFC Championship game preview uh, in my in my mind, or one we could definitely see. Um, yeah, outside of Kansas City, I, I think there's several teams that that have a shot at the AFC Championship game, and the Browns I think proved that they're definitely right in that conversation. I think a lot of people kind of thought that anyway. Um, the thing about the Browns was, um, you know, Baker Mayfield didn't throw a single touchdown pass, which I had to double check to make sure Wait, that was seriously? the case. Yeah. He did. He, he, feel like he, did. he did. He threw a pick and that was it. Yeah. Really? He didn't throw a single touchdown pass. It was, uh, uh Chubb had two rushing touchdowns. Hunt. And so that was. Um, Chubb with two, Hunt with one, mm-hmm. Landry with one. Yeah, Landry ran in. That's right. I, yeah, Car- Carlos, you were intensely watching this game. I gotta ask. You goddamn right, were, I was. Yeah, were you were you worried when you saw the Browns running the squirrel up on the Chiefs earlier? Did you think the Chiefs had this under control and that they were going to come back and retake the lead, ultimately winning this game? No, I actually thought that the Browns were going to ultimately win the game at halftime. I because I thought Kansas City looked very lethargic. Um, they did. Especially, especially defensively, you know, obviously Tyron Matthew was uh, taken off the COVID list uh, or the protocols, whatever on Sunday or Sunday in the morning, but he wasn't activated. So he was on the sidelines. Um, obviously the Odell news was like, was news. Cause I thought he was going to play too. And then when the game started, they showed him that he was in street clothes. And basically what happened was, I mean, it hasn't been a year since he tore his ACL. So he's still technically recovering. You know, that's typically an injury that takes a year to recover from. So with that being so, like he went out during pregame warmups, try to warm up. The trainers didn't like what they saw. Odell didn't like how it felt. So they just said no. Um, but yeah, no, like I didn't think that um, I didn't think that the, the Chiefs looked that great in the first half. Yeah. Um, I thought Baker was throwing all over them. I didn't think the secondary looked good. Um, but I, tr- I honestly attribute this win mostly to the fact that Kansas City was at home and they had that home field advantage because that crowd really gave them energy in They're the rocking. second half. Um, if this game was played in Cleveland and it went the same way, there's no way Kansas City would have won that, won that game. Um, but also Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes shit, man. I mean, he literally just threw – I mean, that was the turning point in the game was that long pass, that 75-yard touchdown catch – um, or pass to um, Tyreek Hill, where yeah. he, where Patrick Mahomes literally says he just saw Tyreek's hands out, out there and he just threw it and hoped to God that Tyreek was going to catch it. And then, and then he jumps up, screams, and the whole fan base erupts. I feel like that, that was, was where electric. the fans really, really started getting into the game. That was very electric, and that's why we needed fans back in the stands. And- well, it, it it shows home field advantage is going to be a big thing this year because. It's going to be a big thing for Seattle once Seattle starts playing at home again. It's going to be a big thing when New Orleans gets back into the Superdome. It's going to be – obviously, it's a big factor with the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, I, I really do attribute this win a lot to the fact that the Chiefs were at home and they had home field advantage. Yeah, um, that's that's well said. You know, the thing about the Browns is just how long they led in this game. I mean, they led – 
Um, 22 to 10 at halftime, like you mentioned, Carlos, the slow start with Kansas City. And then um, they led 29 to 20 with 1024 left in, left in regulation. Um, then they give up a 75-yard touchdown to Hill. And, of course, that terrible botched punt attempt. And the punter, I don't know what he was doing. He ran around, ran around, ran around, lost a bunch of yards, and then Kansas City had the ball in the red zone. So that was really the point in the game when I was like, all right, this game's over. <laughs> I mean, because well, Kansas by, by City. That, at that point, the momentum had, had, had right. you know, the pendulum had swung. And like, only it was a touchdown, and, you know, they, they had the lead, and they had the lead. So, and they, yeah. and they were in the red zone. So you, you can't make those kind of mistakes against a team like Kansas City. And so the Browns. You know, they, they just didn't play a full four-quarter game. That's kind of what my summary was of this. You know, they, mm-hmm. they played great for about three and a half quarters. But when you play the upper echelon of teams in the league, like Kansas City, like Tampa Bay, um, who we already talked about, you know, you, you have to away. be on your A game from start to finish, man, from the, first, from the first kick to the final whistle. You just have to be on it. And the Browns just weren't. Kansas City took advantage of that. And like you said, Mahomes doing Mahomes things. Like, um nothing's like nothing surprises me anymore with what Mahomes is able to do. Um, when the game was 29, 20, I just kind of had a feeling that, you know, we've seen Kansas city come back so many times, both in the regular season and in the, especially in the playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, the last three years, they've Obviously, overcome the big. <laughs> yeah. The, the Houston one was still just mind boggling. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even think you could probably do that in Madden. Um, but you know, it is, it is what maybe it is on rookie mode, but maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> but it's just Mahomes. I mean, 337 yards, three touchdowns. Well, I mean, what else can you say? I mean, Tyree kill, he was Tyree kill almost 200 yards receiving in a touchdown. They are just, I, I pretty much wrote in here, like they're impossible to beat in most circumstances. Like if you have, if you beat Kansas city, they, you've either caught them on a really bad night or you've played a perfect football game. That's really the only way you're going to be able to beat them. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, and, and let's and and let's and the big motivation this season for the Chiefs is because they feel like they were embarrassed in the Super Bowl. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. we all know what the real thing was. Their line was decimated, so it so Patrick Mahomes was running for his life, and Patrick Mahomes feels like he no, had a bad Mark performance that game. Feels. He, he said it, I think he feels like he had a bad performance that game, but I, in my opinion, it was just no, like the team overall had a bad performance and he was doing everything he could. I mean, goddamn, he's making a pass while he's, you know, completely parallel to the ground um, with, I mean, that stuff you won't see any other quarter. I mean, I mean, think game. about how many great throws he had in this. He had so many sidearm passes. I mean, just it's Patrick incredible. Is so special. And like, I'm always in awe every time. I, and that's why I love watching the chiefs. Cause I like watching, you know, I'm, I'm, I love quarterbacks. I love watching quarterbacks play and, and Patrick just, Mahomes just plays like he's, he's a he's, video he's game. He's a goddamn alien. Like he's, he's not game. from this planet. He really oh. isn't. And by the way, Carlos, that line you talked about that Mahomes said in the Super Bowl, Yeah. Lamar Jackson has to deal with that every week. So, yeah. Uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that game. Fair I know, enough, but, but I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. Sled I got some there, praise right? coming Lamar's Jackson Lamar Jackson's way. I well, do have right. some praise coming as well. That's good. So um, Kansas City's just Kansas City, man. I mean, they are they are very difficult to beat. Like I said, you have to either catch them of the creme. Yep, creme de la creme. That's it, man. <laughs> they really are. I mean, you literally have to play a perfect football game, and and the Browns almost did, but you know they. They botched God, that 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 punt was that was just brutal. That was just that's when you just knew that the 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 game was over. I mean, the momentum was fully 
on Kansas City's side, and they were already in the red zone. You set them up right there. So that's yeah, just this. This was a fun game as well. Um, oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. there's a lot of fun games this weekend. This this one is right up there with 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 Dallas Tampa Bay. I think this one might even be better just because. Oh, of, yeah. I think this was the marquee matchup for, right. for Sunday. I wish it was Sunday night football instead of, you know, the CBS game. Yeah. But I mean, God damn, Jim Nance and Tony Romo make it fun, too. They're fantastic, man. I, I think that's all I have. I mean, yeah, I think I we covered all it I have well. too. Yeah, that's all I have. All right, so with that, let's move on to the last and final game we will recap in depth. It was a Monday night thriller. I, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't stay up for the whole game, but I didn't either. I didn't. From, either. from what I saw, it was a very entertaining ball game. I know, obviously, Dan wouldn't think so because he is a supporter of the Baltimore. Dan Ravens. muted the group chat because he didn't want to see what you were saying. I mean, I've. I was, I, was, I, was I was trying to watch listen, the game. Listen, I'm I trying only to watch said the game too, Kirby, and you're just blowing yeah. up the phone. So I only said and one thing, and Dan was like, I don't need a play-by-play. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't. And also, also, I have I have YouTube. Well, TV, you know so why I said anyway. that, right? Yeah, he is like behind like a like a solid like two yeah. seconds. No, but it was funny. It was probably and more, I've honestly. seen, this, I've seen this with a bunch of other teams. They threw in their backup quarterbacks to do packages and i'm like wait why are the raiders putting mariota in and he rushed for like for 35 yards i was was like what the heck (laughs) i was like i was like what happened when they put him in the game i'm like i know they're gonna do a read option he's gonna he's either gonna uh, he's probably gonna run the ball and apparently the ravens had no idea and they just i mean it was that was that was a key play but that that was in the first half i thought the first half was pretty well played by the Ravens and and Uh, really Derek Carr struggled really in the first half of this mm -hmm. game, which the Ravens defense was solid. I mean, literally no receivers open. Um, They didn't really get much pressure at all in the entire game. I don't think, but they had good, they had good coverage in the first half and I was very impressed with how it went to be honest on both sides of the ball, but yeah, go ahead and say what you're going to say. I I forgot to set the scene. The Raiders beat the the Ravens 33 to 27 in overtime. This was the debut of Peyton and Eli's broadcast on ESPN too. It was fantastic. It was so great. I will only be watching. Now they're only doing 10 of those this season. They're doing it this Monday for uh, Packers lions. I think they're going to take some weeks off where they're not going to do it. But every time they're doing it, that's the feed I'm watching. I'm not watching the regular feed. They need to get Peyton into the actual booth, though, because he would be fantastic as a color commentator. Yeah, he, oh, would, yeah. Be, no he doubt. would be fantastic for no sure. No doubt. He would be better than Tony, than Tony Romo. He would outshine Tony. Tony Ooh, Romo would, who? Who's Tony that's Romo? That's tough, man. And also, Tony Romo's been doing it for what three years now. Yeah, four years. but come on, That's dude. Tough, Peyton man. Manning was fantastic. I want him in the booth so bad. Yeah, Eli. Eli's extremely awkward. Um, <laughs> a lot of times, like he just kind of sits there and then he'll make a comment now and then. He's definitely shy. He's definitely camera shy. I noticed that immediately. I was like, damn, this guy is really uncomfortable. And Peyton just loves spotlight. Like, you know, Peyton, the guy who was like has one of the funniest SNL NFL sketches ever with the United way thing. If you don't, yep. if you don't know what we're talking about, go look that up. That shit's hilarious. Yep. But, um, 
Yeah, they were they were very entertaining. I thought for sure. The John that's, Gruden skit with where like he's playing John Gruden, and then Eli's yeah. playing Derek Carr, and then the helmet, the Baltimore Ravens helmet, not oh he's on big head. Oh my god! Eli making the joke about it. It's fan- then and Charles then the, Barkley. I mean, whatever. Ray Ray Lewis oh, coming wow. on, and like you know him him and uh, Eli tell like talking about how you know the whole Mike linebacker type story where. Eli points him out as the mic and he's like, they're having a conversation uh-huh. like where he's like, I'm not the mic. Are you the mic? I'm not the mic. It's fantastic. <laughs> Just the way they broke so down great. the game in the game where he had zero points. No, same, 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 same game. I know Oof. a 0.0 QBR. Yeah. That's rough. brutal. Okay. I think that was when the fire alarm was going off at the same time. See, oh, yeah, was, that fire there was, alarm There was went something off in too. it for everyone. You know what I was I mean? like, I mean, what it was the great, heck? dude. I love so it. So funny. Shout, shout out to ESPN for putting that together. I just wish they had an, They were getting an alternative feed yeah. to the game where they didn't have to go on commercial the same time that the regular feed, like the main feed, was going on commercial. Because every time those normal ESPN feed would go on commercial for the game. Just that's when they would, And it just right. kind of ruined the flow of the conversation, but that's stuff that they're going to, I think they're going to fix up because like there was times Ray Lewis was telling the story and they would cut and, him off. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I agree, Carlos. I, I don't know what, I don't know if they had producers or something telling them when they were going to break. It didn't seem like it. It seemed like a lot they of times did, they were caught off guard sometimes by Sometimes it. it would come over on right. the, where you would hear the producer going, all right, commercial five, four, three mm-hmm. two and then they would go in a commercial that sucks though like mid-story to have to be cut off like that because mm-hmm. then how the hell are you going to remember it when when you come back like three four minutes later yeah, yeah. It, it was kind of annoying but i mean <laughs> that's that's besides the point yes that's probably the feed that i'll be watching every time they do that yes. but let's get back to the game here <laughs> okay so uh, i i'd like to touch on the fact that i really did like how the ravens had uh sort of a next man up mentality they had tyson williams in at running back 65 yards rushing and then latavius murray 28 yards rushing obviously Lamar Jackson still great on his feet but whoever thinks Lamar Jackson cannot throw a football Booger McFarlane fuck that guy that that long pass he threw I I can't remember exactly the exact moment I'm trying to remember It, it was literally like a pass in the pocket too and I was like and someone put on Twitter they're like tell me Lamar can't throw and it was it was a dime so he he played about as well as he could. I mean, honestly, the offensive line just got spanked. I mean, they just were bullied, uh, especially uh, Alejandro Villanueva. I mean, he got beat time after time after time, and that that's why a lot of you know Lamar's throws were like off balance and on the run, and he didn't have a chance to always set his feet. And he he also I think later in the game with all the pressure around him, he tended to run a little more and that's what led to those couple fumbles at the end of the game towards the end of the game um you know the the defense was great in the first half i really can't explain what happened in the second half i mean Derek carr for some reason he just flipped the switch and totally shredded their secondary i mean darren waller if there's one guy you're going to cover on this offense it's got to be darren waller like 100 he totally dominated their defense um and they they honestly, like Carr was able to spread the ball around to pretty much, it seemed like every receiver had a catch <laughs> for him. And the Ravens just had no answer. Um, I mean, obviously he finished with 435 yards. I mean, this is supposed to be secondary that even though they lost Marcus Peters um, to a torn ACL, they're supposed to be pretty deep. You know, they they have 
they they're really deep in that area. And so I thought they were going to step up and play pretty well, even without Marcus Peters. But in the second half, it was just like a different defense altogether, in my opinion. Um, also, the Raiders, they got pressure on Lamar and they weren't even blitzing like they had three or four guys on the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and no problems getting pressure on Lamar. So I think that was that was probably the biggest thing that led to those two fumbles that Lamar had, especially um, which, you know, obviously it obviously were his fault. He fumbled the ball. Um, the one was kind of a blindside hit. So, I mean, what can, there's not much you can do about that. Um, but also the Ravens gave up the lead three separate times in the fourth quarter. Um, the, the ending of this game was about as stressful as a game as I've seen in a long time. I can imagine uh, you probably, I'm so glad that was your team and not mine because I would have uh, freaking died. My heart was like, I was like, I can't take this every week, dude. <laughs> I, I, when crazy. I, when I saw the score the next morning, I was like, I'm not going to text Dan today. I'm not going to text well, Dan, Dan. Dan gave his thoughts immediately after. He put I, was, I, I was, was like, pissed. I'm not even going to touch this. I'm just going to leave this pissed. alone. Yeah. I'm just going to let Dan wallow in his in his suffering. Yes. And let him process it. Let me go that through the was, five That was the best break. way to do that, Carlos. That really was. Yeah. yeah, I was I was very angry. I was very angry at how this game ended. I mean, um, you're – oh, my God. What <laughs> – Oh man. Cause it goes from, they have a, what? 33 yard. It looked like a touchdown pass. Um, to, to Brian Edwards on the first possession of overtime. Turns out he was down at the one. Then the very next play, the ball gets deflected into the air and intercepted. So I'm like, great. You know, we only need to go 25, 30 yards for Justin Tucker. And then like three plays later, he fumbled the ball and they were able to win um overtime on a touchdown pass too of all things like the the defense the defense was exhausted by then there's no doubt about it i mean they've been on the field for so long and you could see on that particular play like first of all Carr had all day to throw he just stands there stands there stands there then he loads up and just lobs the ball and it was i mean it was probably the easiest touchdown they're going to score all season Uh absolutely Um, it was uh it was a game in which I was very upset. Obviously, I, I think uh, I think you guys sensed that, and you you stayed away from me, which was which was a good a good idea. I mean, you sent that message um, at eleven forty one at night, and you just said Ravens are an eight nine team. Embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. It just yeah. <laughs> the God damn, Dad. I, 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 I think I that's know. another pump the brakes moment because I really feel like the Ravens are going to do better. This was just uh, well, they this- better because they have Kansas City next week, so. They're gonna have to play a lot better. I mean, who knows? Maybe all who knows? Maybe another pump the brakes moment. That's true. Hashtags might be two next week. If if the Ravens lose, I'm not gonna be upset. I'm 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 expecting it. Obviously, it's Kansas City, and they they're Kansas City. Is that Ravens place in Baltimore? Right. Yeah, it's it's in Baltimore, which I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just like me, I expected Washington to lose as a fan. So. I was prepared. Well, this this game was different. Like I, I thought that I thought that we had a pretty good shot to yeah, win. I thought like the I Ravens said, had the best shot to win this game. Right. Mm-hmm. First half, I mean, up 14 to 10 at the half. I was very happy about that. But I don't know what something just changed. I mean, Derek Carr all of a sudden became like a Hall of Famer in the second half and just totally dismantled this defense. Um and Neither team really. Also, the Ravens also abandoned the run as well. I mean, 
I think Tyson Williams only had like two carries in the second half. I don't think Latavius Murray had any. Um, and then I think Cannon had one carry and then he was taken out of the game. So they had like three total carries in the second half. I mean, I talked about this last year uh, after they lost in the playoffs. They similar s- situation here. Obviously, the Raiders aren't the same caliber of team that the Bills are, but they abandoned the run. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. they have, you know, Tyson Williams is a guy who was, I mean, he was, he stood out in preseason, but let's face it. I mean, a lot of those guys end up on the practice squad who, do those things. Um, obviously, with their injury situation, you know, he gets lifted to the first first spot. That's stressful as hell. I can't imagine going through that. But um, he, I thought he played pretty well in the first half. He ripped off a 35-yard run, which I thought was impressive. And then in the second half, they just, you know, it's almost like they, they feel like we have to prove that Lamar can do it on his own sort of, sort of thing. I think that's that seems to be the mentality of the play calling at that point. So I think that's kind of what happened. And then you saw, you know, all the pressure and, and Lamar make mistakes late in the game just because, you know, he was literally running for his life for, mm-hmm. for most of the game, but especially in the second half, it was, it was crazy. And you got to give credit to, to the Raiders. I mean, they, they had a, a great adjustment in the second half. I mean, they turned it around completely pretty much. Um, they just, this 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 was their game. They wanted it more, and they they showed it. I think also being at home, like for the first time with fans in that stadium, because that's pretty much the first time they opened that stadium to to fans. Obviously, they first opened time, it last yeah. year, but this is the first time they've had a full full capacity in that stadium. I think that really helped. Also, it's Vegas. You know, it's it's dry air. It's desert yeah. air. So I think that also contributed to why uh, the Ravens got fatigued. Um, but I do want to say, like, I do want to give credit to Lamar Jackson because I'm like his development as a passer is as a pocket passer has really improved. I thought he made some great throws Mm -hmm. in this game. I think the, the thing though, about Lamar Jackson is, uh, you know, obviously I compare him a lot with Patrick Mahomes sometimes is, you know, like when Patrick Mahomes is evading the pressure in the pocket, it's very, I guess you could say it feels controlled. Like he finds that lane and he just like steps through it. He's smooth with it. Whereas with Lamar Jackson, it's very chaotic. And sometimes that's to his detriment because then he kind of gets a little like loosey goosey with the ball and has it like out here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like is running. And that's when they're just slapping it out of his hand. That's what the second fumble was. Yeah. And I mean, you know, so like he needs to, I mean, he fumbles the ball a lot. So he needs to definitely work on, you know, protecting the ball and not obviously turning it over. Like I said, his, his development, he's so good when he's on the run, he can juke the whole team, but he needs to learn that sometimes juking the whole team is going to might not be the, like, is not the only option. Sometimes protect the ball, just take a slide, you know, like you don't have to make this big the big runs all the time. Mm-hmm. And his development as a passer, like I said, he's come a long way since when he stepped in and you know for Joe Flacco. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's 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 getting more crisp. He's still not necessarily I don't think we're he still hasn't reached his final stage yet. No. Like he's still developing. He's still young too. So right. like we got we got a lot of time with Lamar he's 24. Jackson. Yeah. He's 24. He's, he's won 24. an MVP. I mean He's, he's got so much left, you know, to do in the NFL. He just needs to learn to protect the ball more when he's on the run. Yeah, and I'll, I'll yeah, say I to, the, to the point about the fumbles, I mean, 
he it does seem like he fumbles it a lot, but if you look at the numbers compared, like how many like average fumbles per I forget what the number is. I I, I saw it earlier, but like since he carries the ball so much, like he really doesn't fumble it that much. It just seems like it because it's always in the key moments. Like if you think about obviously late in this game and um I believe against the Bills last year in the playoffs, he fumbled it um, late in the game, I believe. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, he has to protect the ball. He does kind of, he just does, doesn't really tuck it that well Mm-mm. sometimes, especially when he thinks there's that he, that there's no more, uh, you know, defensive players around him. I think he sort of senses, tries to sense that. And I think that's when it gets a little dangerous, but I totally agree. And I totally also agree with his development as a passer. I mean, I, you, you just saw it in this game. Um, you know, he's not a guy that's going to go out there and throw it 50 times. He's not, he's not that way because not he doesn't yet, have to be not yet at least, but I think he has a potential to be. Yeah. But, but again, he doesn't have to be, I mean, he, mm-hmm. he ran it 12 times in this game and he really, I mean, honestly, he usually runs it more than that. So, um, but yeah, I think, I, I, I think the Ravens are still trying to figure out their offense with all these injuries, especially the running back situation. So maybe that's why they sort of abandoned the run. Um, Lamar didn't have any interceptions with, I think, which I think is huge. Um, you know, it, it, again, it shows his development as a passer and, um, you know, I, I, I think in general, you know, Sammy Watkins is going to make a difference. He was their leading receiver. Um, he, you know, he missed four catches. I mean, they targeted him eight times, only had four catches. So I think that's a concern, but again, when you have a new receiver on a team, especially a guy like Sammy Watkins, you know, there it takes time to build a rapport with your quarterback. It's, mm-hmm. That's just going to be how it is. Um, I I know I said eight and nine. I, I think that's a little a little steep, but I, I do think it's going to be tough this year, especially in this division. I mean, we saw the way Cleveland played. We saw the way Pittsburgh won the game. Pittsburgh's game wasn't pretty, but they came back. Um, Cleveland yeah, Pittsburgh still got offensive line issues. So they do. No, they definitely do. Um, and obviously, you know, everybody picks Cleveland to win this division. I, I think that's still looking pretty good. I mean, they went right down to the wire with Kansas City. But, you know, anything can happen. It's the first week of the season. I know I was a little – I was a little uh, – You were emotional. That's all I was. I was emotional. I was a little emotional. Yeah. Um, and I had to, I had some time to think about it. And, yeah, the, I, you know, it, it'll take some time. I am concerned with the defense, though. I, I think that is an area where, um, you know, they're, they they – pride themselves with their defense i mean they were a top five defense the last few years mm-hmm. uh, maybe probably the last three or four years at least as long as lamar's been on this team um if not before so you know that that's something that concerns me they're going to need they're going to need uh to make a lot of adjustments before this game against kansas city but got it got to credit uh the raiders also another thing with the raiders this seems to happen like the last couple seasons they always start really well, like yep. the first four or five games. Yep. Absolutely, they go four and one or five yeah. and or five and, and zero, whatever it is. Crash at the end, and they crash. Yeah, they have that mid-season crash, and then they just fall off at the end. So, you know, I, I'm not saying that's going to happen this year, but that's it's something to keep in mind as the season goes on. Like, it's normally yep. what happens. But yep. Gentlemen, I must say, nonetheless, the week one started out with an amazing game, and I think it ended with a very entertaining game, nonetheless. Yeah, so I totally agree. Yeah, I I think it was great. Once again, you're listening to the Kirby on Sports podcast. We'll take another quick break. When we come back, we will wrap things up with rapid fire in one more segment. Stay w- stay tuned. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? 
How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Hey, sports fans. Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on Sports podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. Exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast, you can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. Text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment where you'll learn your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. 10 minutes, tons of resources, learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Back to you, Josh. All right, we are back. I'm with Dan Dembski and Carlos Martinez, the Swiss Army knife. <laughs> said, yeah. it, said the title afterwards this time. Yeah, like, well, I, I had to make sure I got it right. <laughs> Gentlemen. It. Put some yeah. respect on my name. Respect. Please. Yes, Please. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, gentlemen, hear me out here. We're doing rapid fire. We're going to go through the rest of the games. I'm going to say the team name, the score. If you want to say anything about it, just one nugget. That's all. Not going into deep detail or anything. Just so. It's the last word. The last <laughs> That's word right. of the day. That's right. Absolutely. The Eagles and the Falcons, 32 to 6. The Eagles took this game. I thought the Falcons might come out and beat the Eagles because of all the, you know, but mm. Jalen Hurts looked pretty incredible. I'll say Matt Ryan retire. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, Jalen Hurts looked – I mean, Jalen Hurts looked good, but the craziest thing that I saw from this game is the fact that Devontae Smith's first NFL touchdown was in the same exact spot that he scored the touchdown in the national championship game. Ooh. Very impressive. That's, that's a good Very point. impressive. It was awesome. The Steelers beating the Bills 23-16. to 16. 
Josh Allen did not look good. I thought the Steelers might not win this game. I thought they might be taking a step back, but they came up and Mike Tomlin, you can write whatever stories you want, but Pittsburgh came and won. Mike Tomlin yeah. will always keep this team in a winning position. <laughs> yep. I was Josh just about Allen to say that. definitely looked like the old Josh Allen, which is not a good thing, but I think it's only week one. He'll, he'll be all right. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think this game was rust, rust central to me because both teams were kind of rusty, uh, especially Pittsburgh there until the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter when they they scored 23 points in the second half, which, you know, they were not good. The way the way they started this game was rough. But yeah, the Pittsburgh second half comeback. And yeah. like Carlos said, Mike Tomlin, he's Mike Tomlin. I mean, he, he doesn't get enough credit for how great of a how great of a football coach he is. And he'll always have the Steelers ready to play. Yep. And come back in the second half. Sam Darnold on a new squad, the Carolina <laughs> Panthers and Zach Wilson for the New York Jets. It was a close game, but Sam Darnold gets revenge over his former team. Let's be honest. The coolest thing that came out of that game was the augmented reality Panther thing that they showed. Yeah. Us that, game. that was the coolest thing that came <laughs> that out of that. That was cool. The game itself was absolute trash. I still am concerned about, you know, Wilson and whether how good he's going to be. They keep trying to make him the he next Patrick Mahomes. He'll never be the next Patrick Mahomes. No, and he won't be the next Patrick Mahomes on the Jets either. I mean, it's no. the Jets. They are they are a two-win team this year probably. Um, yeah, this game was, I don't know. It's Both teams trying to find their identity. I, I think this was an important game for Matt Rule to win. Um, he really hasn't proven that he belongs as an NFL coach right now, at least in my opinion. <laughs> Not and yet. he's still got a lot of work to do to get there, but this is a step in the right direction, even if even if they did just beat the Jets. Hey, a win is a win, so. That's right. The Bengals over the Vikings, 27 to 24 in overtime. Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase. Uh, Well, I guess the cool stat is also that all the three, like, big rookie wide receivers all scored, you know, Jalen yep. Waddle, Jamar Chase, and uh, Devontae Smith. Jamar but Chase here's the thing. Good. Here's the thing. They still messed up with the pick. Poor Joe Burrow was getting slaughtered Ooh, back there the terrible. whole game. And the fact that they won in overtime shows how bad Minnesota is right now. <laughs> and they do not look like a team. Kirk Cousins has like like I'm I'm pretty sure Zimmer and Kirk Cousins are ready to break up. They're gone. Let they're, me they're, point they're out one thing. Where would the Washington football team be if they kept Kirk Cousins? Same spot, probably. Well, I mean, I'll say Kirk Cousins is definitely a lot better than the quarterbacks you have on the roster. So, I mean, maybe you guys would still be in a playoff contention. But if you had to pay him, you wouldn't be able to afford well, yeah, any other that, decent that too. players, too. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. you, you take that risk with the reward as well. Yeah, I, yeah think I, ultimately, I, I think ultimately Washington was better off moving on from him, but they need to figure out what the hell they're doing at quarterback. The yeah. Board- I, Oh. I was just going to say, because I didn't get a chance to talk about this game, Josh. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Asshole. I was just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say, it's it's just great to see Joe Burrow back out there. And um, even if he is still running for his life, trying not to get killed again. <sighs> They're um, going to fuck this kid up. They're going to fuck him up. Big win for him in his young career, though, for sure. Yep. The 49ers over the Lions, 41 to 33. Dan Campbell's Lions got knocked down, and I don't think they took a kneecap off. And well, they, they certainly <laughs> tried. They certainly tried. They made a good comeback, and they were actually they in position to tie the game. So, <laughs> I mean, credit, credit to the Detroit Lions for still fighting because they were down, what, 31 10 at some point? 
So like, yep. I mean, now they lost their starting cornerback or whatever his name, the guy from Ohio state. Uh, Okuda. Yeah. Okuda. He he's, he's, he's done. I think he tore his Achilles. Jared Goff three touchdowns and an interception. I forgot to point that out with his new team. I Nearly mean, 340 yards. I mean, what else does a guy have to do? There's honestly? nobody on that team. There's nobody Played. on that team. It's literally Stafford 2.0. I mean, I and, he, and he's not as good as Stafford either. I mean, no, but also the Trey Lance era began. He scored his first NFL touchdown. That's but, right. You man. know, San Francisco, like I told you guys, they're bringing back a lot of weapons. And Jimmy G looked good. He looked good too. So agreed. Agreed. The Texans over the Jaguars. Two things from me. The Tyrod Taylor finally gets a fair shake in this league. And yep. he looked incredible on his 300 yards, two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, their debut coach, quarterback. Trevor Lawrence threw three touchdowns, but threw three picks. Houston looked pretty good immense all the drama, the Deshaun Watson trash. I won't get into, but hey, they won. Yeah, I think for me, I was going to say Tyrod Taylor as well. Great to see him finally get an opportunity, and I think he can really be a solid quarterback for them this year. They're not they're not a playoff team, I don't think, by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he can have a pretty nice year. Um, and for Lawrence and, and Urban Meyer, th- for me, the thing is, I mean, they they lost. Neither, neither guy is used to losing, but I think this year they're going to have to get used to losing. I mean, this is a team that's probably going to, you know, lose – 11, 12 games, I think. So I think it's going to be a long season for the Jags, and that's just going to be how it is. I mean, they're just they're just at that point right now. Well, I don't know how much how used to it uh, Urban Meyer is going to get because, you know, rumors are he's going to be one and done. He's got an old USC. heart problem. <laughs> he's going to USC at the end of the year. I don't know how true that 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 rumor is, but that's nah. the rumor that's out there is he's going to USC. Um, you know, again, Trevor Lawrence, his first loss in the regular season ever. He never lost the game mm-hmm. in high school. He never lost the regular well, season college. game in right. college. Obviously, the losses, the only loss they really had in the regular season when he was there was against Notre Dame, but he didn't play that game right? because uh, he was out with COVID. Uh, but, you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, shout out to Tyrell Taylor. I mean, you guys keep saying he's getting a fair shake here. I mean, he kind of had a fair shake in Buffalo. He took him to the playoffs. Uh, when he was there, but obviously then he got kicked out for Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's not much to maybe, say here. The maybe Texans fair shake's suck. not the word. Yeah. I mean, he's finally getting a chance to start again, is yeah. what yeah. I should say. After yeah. getting stabbed in the long. Yeah, that was – he really got screwed last year. Of course, you know, the guy who replaced him was rookie of the year and had a fantastic season, so. No. And it's looking pretty yeah. good now. Yeah. The Seahawks 28, the Colts 16, Carson Wentz, starting with his new team, the Colts, (laughs) and Seattle, Russell Wilson. Can this be Russell Wilson's year to get MVP? Listen, we did this Uh, last year. We did this last season. I mean, he starts out the season great, and then they fall apart kind of at the end. It's the same thing with the Raiders, but at least they can make the play. At least the Seahawks can make the playoffs. Right. They're definitely going to be a lot better position this year with home field advantage. But, I mean, let's be honest. I don't think Russell Wilson's winning the MVP this season. Something's going to happen. This offensive line is going to fall into shambles, and he's going to be running for his life again. But, I mean, for Indianapolis, the Carson Wentz era starts with a loss. And like, he didn't like necessarily we look that great. So. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't have anything to say about this game. I mean, Russell Wilson, it, it looked like classic Russell Wilson to me. I mean, kind of what, you, what we used to see from him on a weekly basis. 
just a couple years ago. But um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with Carlos. They start, they always start the season hot, but it's just going to depend on can they stay consistent throughout the year. I think that's that's a big thing this year with Seattle, and it's and it's going to help them having a home field advantage, especially a lot more than any other team up there with Kansas City. The Arizona Cardinals, in my opinion, upsetting the Tennessee Titans. Who? Oh yeah, it was definitely an upset. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I was shocked to see this. <laughs> Kyler Murray almost three hundred yards, four touchdowns, only one pick, thirty-eight to thirteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously we got to start with Chandler Jones getting five sacks. Of course, Chandler Jones, the younger brother to Johnny Bones Jones, the light heavyweight, well, former right. light heavyweight champion, soon to be heavyweight champion. That's a very talented family. That, that's for, both that's for another podcast. That's yeah. not for another podcast. We got to show how talented that family is. All three brothers have 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 gold in their in their closets. I so, just didn't want to start a thirty minute conversation. No, we're you. not going to start a conversation about John Jones. He's not even fine right now. But I mean, the fact that that family <laughs> is that talented, where you got two brothers in the NFL, and then you got one that's dominating the MMA, you know, MMA fights. Pretty good. I mean, pretty pretty talented family. And then you got J.J. Watt right there, too, who was part of another talented trio of brothers. I mean, yeah, Arizona looked good. Tennessee, they got a that defense still looks bad. It still looks bad. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, and Derek Henry only 58 yards. I think that's what I take away from all this. Uh, well, he doesn't know. normally start the season hot. That's normally, true. It normally takes him a little bit to get going. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, huge win for Kyler Murray, though. Definitely. He a looked huge good. confidence booster for him, um, but it's a, especially but with, all the, one. with all the talk this year about he and Cliff Kingsbury and their futures with the Cardinals and da 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 da. Especially Cliff Kingsbury because he's the coach, mm-hmm. and you know it's a little easier to fire the coach than it is the guy who's supposed to be your franchise quarterback. So, um, yeah, huge win for them, especially especially on the road as well, which which was very impressive. The Dolphins beating the Patriots by points, seventeen to sixteen, a battle between. Two former Alabama quarterbacks, Mac Jones getting his first start in a Patriots uniform. He goes 29 for 39, 281 yards and a touchdown. He seemed adequate for the position, and there's a lot for him to learn, but this could be the answer for New England. But just one point game, what a great way to start out the division rivalry right there. Yeah, Mac Jones looked good, but I mean, obviously, the battle of the quarterbacks for who was better quarterback at Alabama has to go to Tua now because he beat him <laughs> fair and square. I mean, obviously, uh, New England was was driving down the field, and obviously, who was it? Damian Harris fumbled. Mm-hmm. I want to say, yep, he fumbled. He yep. fumbled the ball, so you know that's going to be an issue. He's probably not going to play for the rest of the season because you know Bill Belichick Set doesn't like bench. that, Set and that costed bench. them the game. There, they were driving. Yep. They just needed to get in a field goal range, but. I mean, overall, again, Jalen Waddle is going to be a problem in the NFL. He was, he was really good. So, uh, but Mac Jones, he he he, pa- he passed every test you needed him to pass for this game. Yeah, this was just a fun game. I I think in general, I mean the the story behind it, the backstory between you know the, the two former Alabama quarterbacks, two teams that are trying to kind of find their find their footing, especially in that division. Um, it was. It was a hard-fought, nose-to-the-grindstone kind of game, and that's that's really all I would say. I think it, I think it was a good one. The New Orleans Saints and the Green Bay Packers playing in Jacksonville due to Hurricane Oof. Ida. Yeah. I I think that's who it was. Yep, it's Ida. Yeah, Ida. yeah, it was. A, I think that's this, who it was. <laughs> yep. 
I can't keep track anymore. The Saints over the Packers, 38 to 3. Aaron Rodgers just, mm, and the surgery worked for Jameis. Five <laughs> touchdowns. He can finally see. It, big week, big week for LASIK surgery. Everybody's going to get LASIK now. I'm going to go get LASIK because, you know, I'm wearing glasses. Um, yes. But- but I will say this for Packers fans who think it's the end of the world world. I'm going to say something that your quarterback once said that became famous. R E L A X relax. Yeah. I'll be that fine. Too. It's week one. They suck in Florida. This happened. And then of course the stat that everybody's bringing up, Hey, Tampa Bay lost 38 to three to new Orleans in week one. And they went Look on to win the super bowl. It's not over yet. 16 games sprint, not a marathon or it's a marathon, not a sprint, not a sprint. That's right. the way that's the way it goes. So relax, relax. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I would say, you know, a fluke game for the Packers. This is not going to be who they are all season. Uh, there's there's, there's no way. But a huge win for Jameis Winston and, you know, and his legend, which for a long time has been a guy who throws 30 touchdowns and also 30 interceptions. So 30 for 30. Yeah. <laughs> this is stop, this is, this stop, is... <laughs> stop, Kirby. Stop. It's fucking gross. In he the kind way, of boy. at times he really did like he did have some Drew Brees kind of passes though that like old Drew Brees not like late and then shout out Drew to Brees. Drew Brees for making fun of himself being like oh that's what they need was a guy who could throw the deep ball yes I love it Drew Brees great great uh hire there at, at, at NBC yeah he's doing he, he's gonna be great when he finally get gets into Sunday night football when he takes his two payoff yeah <laughs> <laughs> the Denver Broncos over the New York Giants, 27 to 13. Teddy Bridgewater, his first start as a Bronco, 264 yards and two touchdowns. And the Giants looked like the, the Giants, classic Giants. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Jones sucks. Uh, I think that's my <laughs> takeaway from this. Daniel Jones sucks. The Giants suck. Saquon did not look great. He did not look good. Um, I mean, wasn't their leading rusher? I, I mean, think. The, the craziest thing that I saw that came out of that game was, you know, uh, Von Miller telling Teddy Bridgewater he hasn't felt this way about playing football since 18 was there. So obviously that means since Peyton Manning was there. So that's high praise for Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater has finally found his team. I think the Denver Broncos are going to do very well. Uh, obviously they're not going to be Kansas city. Maybe they will be Kansas city <laughs> once, but I mean, Kansas right. city is obviously going to probably win this division, but don't count Denver out to make the playoffs. Oh, and, 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 uh, we hope for a speedy recovery to Jerry Judy because that sucks. Yeah, it's awful. Last but not least to wrap up rapid fire, the Los Angeles Rams opening up SoFi Stadium, hosting the Chicago Bears. My gosh, Matt Stafford with the deep ball looked great. Andy Dalton threw a pick. Justin Fields. <laughs> of course he did. 10 yards. Look, shout out to Matthew Stafford for proving why they brought him in. It was yeah. his first pass man. as a Ram was God. a deep touchdown pass. This is going to be so excited to watch. I'm telling so you, fun. LA is going to be a problem in the NFC. And a lot of the, I mean, I won't be surprised if three three teams from the NFC West make it into the playoffs, and you know, and one of them dethrones Tampa Bay because we well, had yeah, Tampa Bay has a lot of talent. But I mean, with what the hell they're doing in the in the West and the NFC best, it's it, it's 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 nuts. But also Chicago, Nagy Nagy's gonna eventually get fired this season. Honestly, he's not gonna make it out alive. And Justin Fields, I mean, I do think it's the best best for him to sit on the bench because I'd rather Agreed. Andy Dalton get annihilated than Justin Agreed. Fields. 
Yeah, behind that offensive line, that's that's what's best. Uh, we saw what happened to Joe Burrow. Also, give Fields a chance to slowly adjust to the regular season speed of the NFL. Because remember, <laughs> he said the game was slower than he expected in the preseason when he was going against second and third string guys. But yeah, this this was a really happy moment for Matt Stafford. I mean, this was like a party for for, for him to finally go to a team that has immense talent around him, a good defense. Fans that actually show up to the games and care. I, I mean, I know Lions fans, you know, they, they used to be pretty passionate, but let's, let's face it. They've kind of lost interest. This was just, this, this was everything he could have asked for and more, I think just to start the season. And you could see how happy he was. And I can't remember a time he was this happy with Detroit. I, I know there were times he was happy, but not like this. Not, not like he this. was just slinging this the ball and he knew something was going to happen. Also, he's like a kid in the backyard. So, yeah, also, shout out to NBC for uh, showing some random woman in the crowd and trying to claim yeah. that was his wife. <laughs> that was so weird. And they kept doing it. Like, you would think after the first time, someone, oh, would, you know, man. a producer would say, what Oh, hey, that's the, wrong, that's the wrong person. That is the wrong person. They screwed wow. that one. What a mess. This has been Rapid Fire on the Kirby on Sports Podcast. When we return, we will wrap things up right after this. Hey there, this is Mark Francis of Icon Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs in the Winchester surrounding area, including West Virginia, give me a call. I've got extensive experience, been in the business for almost 20 years, and would love to help you out. Track me down at Icon Real Estate iconcells.com or even give me a call 540-247-1527 again iconcells i-c-o-n-s-e-l-l-s.com and i would love to chat with you and help you out give me a call all right we are back to wrap things up i'm here with dan and carlos gentlemen starting with you dan what are you looking out for we two in the nfl word this is the last word segment the last word forward to for the next for this actually it's this week now shoot week that's a two. good question i gotta think about this go to go to carlos carlos first. go ahead i mean i can tell you real quickly i mean i i'm definitely looking forward to lamar versus patrick mahomes it's always a great great matchup when those two play um but i mean it'll be interesting to see how Baltimore responds. Obviously, now Kansas City is going to be on the road, so they won't have the home crowd to you know pump them up if they fall behind. Um, and then also, uh, obviously, my Cowboys, you know, going to LA to play, you know, play the Chargers. Obviously, last time we were in LA, we did not play good against the Rams, and we opened SoFi Stadium for, for that game. And we're now we're opening SoFi Stadium for the Chargers fans, but I mean, let's be honest, it's going to be a home game for the Cowboys because there's no Chargers fans in LA. They're all in San Diego and they hate True. the Chargers now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Dallas now knowing how good they can be, how are they going to overcome these couple of injuries that we've had and how we play. And then, uh, last thing I'm looking forward to is to see how, uh, how Washington responds with Taylor Heineke at, at with as a full-time starter. Uh, I I'm going to go good with picks. the I'm going to go with the Cowboys and Chargers as my loan, what to look out for, because like I said, it's going to be an interesting matchup watching the Chargers and what they did last week and looking at what Dallas had on that Thursday night. This could be a close game, in my opinion. Yeah, I have two. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Titans trying to bounce back on the road against Seattle. Going to be a very tough game. Um, Kind of want to see how they adjust after getting their – their asses handed to them in week one so um 
look at looking forward to seeing how they do in that situation. Uh, you know, right now Seattle's a, a touchdown, well, a five and a half point favorite. So, mm. um, if you're a betting person, just in case you were curious. And then my second pick is uh, is is a little different. Um, Bills at the Dolphins. I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, we'll get a chance okay. to kind of see where the Dolphins are because I think last week was like it was too hard fought of a game to sort of get a gauge on either team. I think so. This will kind of give you a, a read of where Tua, Tua and that team are as a, as a whole. And then really, you want to see the Bills bounce back and and play better offensively and see if Josh Allen who should have more success against the Dolphins, um, see if he bounces back. So those are my two things I'm looking out for. I'm going to stay away from my team because I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. So that about does it for the week one edition of the Kirby on sports podcast. We're so glad that football is back. Make sure you stick with us the entire football season, and we will make sure to break it down for you the best we can for Dan Dembski and Carlos Martinez. I am Josh Kirby for our sponsors, Regroup Building Services, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, and Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. Make sure you check us out, all streaming platforms, all social media platforms, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Check out everything, www.kirbyonsports.com. Until the next time you hear us, Always remember to create greatness. So long and peace out. Goodbye.